joining us for anything and everything rock and roll of course with a little bit of add i'm zach i'm tj robin you're muted dude oh yep. shit way to go dude damn it <laughs> yes and i'm robin and you're listening to rock detention i don't feel tardy okay that was just that was, weird was, robin yeah, was, what yeah. is going on <laughs> robin made it weird i made it weird i don't know it's it's all it's all weird man it's all weird. I'm doing good. Zach, Gentlemen. how are you? Oh, ha! so good. So good. So TJ, where are you? Well, it sounds know. like you're got, doing very well, but where are you? I got some tropical vibes going on, I think. Uh, I'm in Tampa. What are you doing in Tampa? Watching the white lightning win a Stanley Cup. I was supposed to be yesterday, but I suppose it'll be tomorrow now. Oh, there you go. Dude, I want to be cool like you when I grow up, TJ. Yeah, travel as much as well, you do. I've never met up. someone travel as much as you do. That's because you never met me. Oh. Dude, I talked to Keith uh, Wurtelak uh, for a while today. He said he hung out with you last week. I don't know the guy. Keith Robert. Oh, that's the one. <laughs> oh, that guy. <laughs> How's he doing? And happy and... He's amazing. Happy anniversary to him and Shanti. Uh, today is their wedding anniversary. Much love to all of y'all. I don't know what I'm doing with my hands, but they're here. I don't um, know what to do with my hands. If you think about it, that's kind of how the part the, the podcast started, Zach. What, our hands? Zach not knowing no, what to do no. with his hands? Correct. But okay. no, Zach and I hung out that day, and he drove me to, was it the Firefly? No, we, I drove you from Firefly to wherever we went. Wait a no. minute. You no, were... we went from the wedding to the Firefly. You were You're in right. Austin? I drove you to the Firefly. Yeah, don't lie to me. In Las Vegas. Oh, no. No, okay, never mind. Different Firefly. And we, we took yeah. like a little photo booth picture, and it like took like three days to get. No, it took like three months, because I remember one day I got a random text, because I hadn't saved you in my phone yet, and I got a random text from this long number. Well, I guess it it's not a long number. It's just a normal number, uh, because we all have... 10-digit numbers. Anyway, um, and then I looked at it, and it was our photo from that photo booth. I will never forget that. That's funny. All right, thanks. Sorry, well, I'm just are. going down here memory lane. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I have a big echo, stories, so I, I apologize, Zach. guys. I've got great stories, you do. actually. You do. great stories. You do. Dude, I, um, so this weekend, I, I played the national anthem. I think I talked about it at the last... On the last podcast. Yeah, you said you were going to do it. Now now this is post-show. So Post-show. Man, it was it was amazing. It was an honor. I found out that I am the first person in history to play the national anthem on the guitar for any Moto America event. So I thought that was pretty cool. I'm honored to have done that. Um, dude, it was it was stressful, man. Like like when when there's TV involved, everything is by the second. Yes. And there's like a producer there, and they're like, "You're gonna look at me, and I'm gonna couch you down." I'm like, "Okay, I don't know where to look." Okay, the camera's over there in the distance. So you know, uh, you want me to look at like you, these... but then you want me to look over here, dude. When, it, we, it... <laughs> when we did America's Got Talent, it was the same way. It was yeah, just it's like, nuts. It's weird, man. And, and America's Got Talent for us, I believe we were taped. So we could have like messed up and started over again. It wasn't oh, live. Wow. And oh we yeah, were I didn't still have that option. Like, we were still just like it was this like crazy, insane, like by the book thing, and like well, every second count, it was weird, dude. 
I have to give a shout out to to Cody Parks and the whole Cody Parks crew and the Ridge crew. Uh, what's so funny? I'm seeing David laugh at our at, at what I was saying, and so I was laughing in, in response to his. Oh, okay, right oh, on. So, so people know we have a guest now. Well, Great. Yes, they would. They Way should to go, know Robin. Because we have we post on Instagram, people. Well, the, 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 let me just finish my shout out real quick. The reason I want to shout all them out is is there was a heat wave in Washington this weekend. And I'm not talking a couple of degrees over whatever the record was. No, was We're nuts. talking like 10 degrees over what the hottest ever it was. And I, I found out later that on the track, like where I was standing, it was 122 degrees. And like I, I watched video footage of me, you know, like a couple of minutes before I started. Dude, I was paler than a ghost, dude. It, I, I was probably seconds away from passing out. You look like and, a uh, the good. What's that? You looked like a rocker. Oh, super pale and wearing all black yeah. in 122 degrees. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I was wearing the skinniest black jeans I could find. Um, and uh, it, it was not fun. But also shout out to the Umbrella Girls. Uh, there, there was there was these really cool girls with umbrellas on the um, on the tarmac or whatever, the racetrack. And uh, they were very sweet. She she held a, uh, a, an umbrella over me to, to keep me cool. I, I thought that was very nice of her. But anyway, it was a lot of fun. Uh, amazing weekend. Definitely get out to Washington. Awesome state. It's absolutely beautiful. Gorgeous. Up there. And um, yeah, I, I guess next up is Nam. Nam. I don't know why I said it twice. Are we going to all tackle Nam? Are we going to try to all do that? Well, I'm going to Nam next week. It's oh, wait, here in Nashville. Oh, the one at, oh, summer. The Nashville Nam. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Summer Nam. I don't but mess, yes, we absolutely. I don't mess with the smaller name. Uh, I'm kidding. Okay, Mister. I do. Okay. I mess with all the names. Um, but uh, we definitely need to go to Winter Nam. Yes. Because we've got to get Mister uh, Daniel yeah. Knight out there because I don't think he's ever been. What? What? what, what is no, Nam I think he's never been. been? I think he's I, I been think we talked about it. We, yeah. we talked about it. We'll figure it out. We'll figure. Anyway, it out. it's gonna be great. I'll shut up. Anyways, but... Daniel. Hey, shut up. Shout out to Danny Knight. Um, hey, Robin, let's let's get this rolling. Let's get this rolling. Okay. You got some buddies here. I got let's I go. got two buddies here, uh, and the, you know they're. How do I describe the entities that are David Messier and Andre Kintov? Um So, I'm very very fortunate to know these two gentlemen. Um, they own a production company, a, a recording studio primarily here in Austin called Same Sky Studios. And uh, they are two absolutely brilliant musical people. Um, they do a whole bunch of different things. Uh, David Messier, in his own right, is an artist um, himself. He has a, a solo career that he has released, I believe, four four albums he'll correct me on that um and uh he's also a producer ace and owns the studio here andre Kantav is his right hand man and has you know is in his own right a studio ace and uh to today junior today junior and they were so gracious to come on yeah i am because these these guys are very very dear friends of mine and they're also producing my new EP that I'll be releasing in the fall. So uh, I'm very excited to have these two gentlemen on. Uh, This is David Messier and Andre Kintav. Don't forget to unmute yourself. Oh, well. How about that? What What an intro. Y'all must be pretty good. 
Well, I used to be Robin's. I used to be Robin's roommate, so uh, he has to. Because I cleaned up after him. Really? (laughs) Is he a horrible roommate? No, he stays in his room and plays video games all the time. And I just want to point out, he has a girlfriend. It's the (laughs) craziest thing. (laughs) What a country! (laughs) (laughs) Only in America. How are y'all tonight? I mean, I literally, I literally just. I literally just saw y'all literally like you know, an hour and a half ago. Hey, play it off, bro. Play it off. <laughs> yeah. like, we happened. were in the studio all day recording new stuff. I can't wait for y'all to hear it. They 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 are pulling out the best in me as an artist. So I'm I'm very excited to release this this EP. So oh, we're yeah, excited appa- too, man. Apparently you're an organ player now. <laughs> and synthesizer. S- synthesizer I can hack at. Organ, that's a whole beat. David, they can tell y'all, you know. It's it's a beast. It's a beast trying to play the organ right. There's a difference when you get in front of a, you know, actually a, a B3 or a C3. It's, 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 you know, as opposed to, you know, one of these things where you're sure. just controlling the parameter. It, it's, you know, you really feel like you're driving, you know, a big rig or something. If you, if you don't have experience with it, it can be intimidating. Yeah, Robin battled <laughs> with this C3 today. Oh man! Well, he battled well. He fought hard. I lost. Yes, I but I still lost. And then we moved on to something else. <laughs> I mean, dude, I'll tell you what, man. There's Zach Martin right there in 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 Austin. Great keyboard player. He plays B3. But I'm I'm sure there's a lot of. Is there a lot of B3 players in Austin? I don't know. There's a couple of them that are really yeah. fucking good. Uh, who's the guy that's always out at uh, Firefly? Uh, Chris Bell's favorite uh, zach I'm, yeah, I'm i don't know zach. i mean there's there's oh okay oh i don't know oh it's, it's mike something he plays mike flanagan with... probably yes flanagan mike flanagan oh okay. yeah. Uh, yeah he's oh my god oh, yeah he, he's, so austin uh, um... one one really go ahead andre no no, no. i was he just was first one of the gems we have yeah i mean i was hoping that uh, you know you guys wouldn't make the tragic error of asking Andre the first question. I mean, I go first, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> Absolutely. Austin has this great club that survived the pandemic called The Gallery. Uh, it's upstairs from a tattoo shop next door to the Continental Club, and it has a B3. Um, so, you know, uh, Red Young will play there. Mike Flanagan plays there. Um, the Greyhounds, uh, Anthony, uh, why is his last name jumped out of my head? But, uh, as a result, we've got some great players and, and not every city, uh, not even every music city has like, you know, a club with a B3 in it, you know, uh, with the 147 or 144 cab. Yeah. See, so it's a real treasure. It's a real treasure to have that, that real big clunky piece of machinery that moves air and crackles and you know is imperfect and uh you know it, it, it's a difference you can really appreciate when you're in the room with it whether you're sitting you know at the controls or in the audience i can think of, of i can think of three clubs in austin that have b3s at the club like a leslie an actual yeah. keyboard yeah like a leslie yeah. and actual wow. D- does antones yeah. have one antones has one you know what Antones may, you know, no, Antones does have one. Uh, so that's four. I wasn't thinking of Antones. So Antones has one. Continental Club has one. The Gallery above the Continental Club has one. And then Sea Boys. Sea Boys, Continental, and the Gallery are all the same entity. So Yeah, they're all the same owner. They're all the yeah. same owner. 
Um, and Steve Wardheimer just <clears throat> he knows he gets it. He understands. It's sure. like, yeah, an organ player. That's the like the one person who's like, yeah, you don't want to lug that to every freaking gig. Let's sure. just get a really good ham and, and just put it in here. Sure. It, it does. Um, does Jimmy Vaughn still frequent Sea uh, Boys? Sea Boys. Yes. Yeah, okay. Mike Mike Flanagan plays for Jimmy Vaughn. He's okay. Right. Uh, on. I knew that sounded familiar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I don't think he's played there in a little bit. You know, obviously COVID reasons. And sure. Whatnot, but yeah. And then I, I I mean I've been out of the Austin loop for so long, so forgive me for asking. Um, is is like is Reese Winans still an Austin name? Who? The cat who played with Stevie Ray? Oh. Uh, no. Oh no. No, I don't, no, I don't think I so. Don't know. Did, did I, know. I just uh, go over everyone's head? You actually, now now I'm wondering if I said his name wrong. Damn. I yeah. <laughs> the drummer? No, no that's Chris no, Layton. The, the B3. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was gonna say I don't. Yeah. I, no, I I don't. I I haven't heard uh, him in some time. Huh. Okay. But you know, well, there there's a lot of that in Austin, thank goodness, and and uh, it's a cool thing to get to hear and play. And uh, we're fortunate to have one here at the studio, although it's a C3. But I mean, the guts are exactly the same. C3, it was made for churches. So the B3 they made with you know the poles for legs that you could take off, make it a little bit easier to move around. Um, but you can get the C3s a little cheaper uh, if you don't need to move them, which we really don't. They're more permanent. You know? They're, yeah, it's the heaviest thing ever. Solid chunk you of can't. wood. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. You're not taking that I've, in and out of your pickup truck. <laughs> I'm just surprised. Do, you, do, you, <laughs> yeah, do you all have uh, at the studio? I've never seen it, but do you all have the pedals? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah, we, we have pedals. the pedals, but we we don't take them out unless there's a real B3 player there, and that doesn't include uh, any of us. I mean, I'll I'll I play it, the, the the organ a lot on records and and things here, but uh, I can't play the pedal. I mean, I'm yeah, you know, it's very few I would never the call reason, myself a B3 player. There's the reason I wasn't doing well. I didn't have the pedals. I was about to say, yeah. well, Robin, you need to add something else to it. They, they, they don't pull the pedals out of the group. Limbs. I was intimidated. So, like, when I sat down to the organ, I made a comedic, sarcastic Instagram post today about it. But when I sat no. down, the just the little button that my foot had to push, just the button to get the Leslie to start spinning, that was intimidating to me. Like I didn't mess with any of the draw bars or anything. Just that little button. I was like trying to like click it at the right time, and I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, because we got ours uh, modded with a foot switch instead of uh, having to to the control the uh, yeah instead of like the little lever on the side to control the uh, the speed of the of the Leslie. Um, mm -hmm. We just we had it modded so it's a foot switch, so you got your hands kind of freed up. Right on. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm, I'm a sucker for. For B3 organ, oh, it just yeah it should be on everything. It, absolutely. Yeah, you know that and the whirly, you know that whirlitzer, it should be kind of on every recording ever. Right. Zach, Zach right and on, I right. have, have talked about it before, and and like when he does a trio for his stuff, he doesn't want a bass player. He wants an organ player, a drummer, and then him playing guitar and and singing. And I'm just like, dude, you need a bass player. And uh, I gave him shit like that for, for years until I saw Dave Cher do a show and it was him and an organ player and a drummer. And I was like, ah, I get it. Yeah. Like, yeah okay. Yeah. You don't need a bass. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't I need mean, a bass player. Go away. Bass player. All bass is a frequency, Nan, man. If, if uh, I called you Nan, I don't know why, <laughs> but oh. man. It was a Nan. Uh, Zach, uh, Reese, um, Winans. Is that Winans. Winans. Moved to Nashville yeah. in 92. 
Yeah, I'll be what, dang. Yeah, well, so I should look him up. That's what mom just said to me. So thanks, ma. Yeah. So uh, um, you, should, you should look him up since you're in Nashville. Absolutely. But no, dude, I mean, the theory, yes, you can never replace a bass player. I'm not, this is not me going, don't come at me, bro, you know, <laughs> on, debate, on what you. I'm about to say. But sonically speaking, like, as long as you are taking care of those frequencies, why couldn't a, a B3 player or a synth player take care of the no, low end well, they, in a they, band? Zach, they can, and and a lot of it is how they play, and that's why I say there's a real difference between a, a real player and somebody you know, sure, I, I can I can go in and be musical and I can two-finger a keyboard part while eating a sandwich. But you're talking about playing the bass. And I remember the first Anthony Farrell of the Greyhounds. Yeah, I, yeah. I remember the first time I went to the uh, uh, gallery club here in Austin and it was crowded and I just made my way to the bar and I was listening to this band. And uh, I hadn't looked at the stage yet. And uh, I thought for sure there was a bass player. Because yeah. I went looking at the stage and going, where's the bass player? And it's like, oh, my God, he's got the pedals on. Like, yeah, this guy can really play. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Eyes closed. I would like to think my ears are OK. Eyes closed. I I thought there was a bass player up there. Hey, amen. Yeah. So so so, so there yeah. is a caveat, Robin. Yes, the, no, it I, can be taken care of with a with keys or synth or organ, but they just have to know what they're doing. Oh, of course. So, yeah. Look at look at a bunch of the stuff that's come out of the 80s you know, that came out of the eighties. Like there's a lot of stuff that doesn't actually have a bass player on it. It's a synth bass. Yeah. It's just depends on, you know, yeah. I, I just give you shit because you know, cause you love you. giving me shit. Yeah, yeah. I love giving you shit. <laughs> this has been a thing in blues music too. I mean, uh, you know, fat possum records, you know, putting out all those, uh, electric blues albums, uh, you know, that kind of second coming of Mississippi blues with, you know, two guitarists and a drummer. Uh, or just a guitar and a drummer. Uh, never a bass player on any of those records. Yeah. yeah Arl Burnside, stuff like that. I'm just a sucker. Yeah, for, Team Auto Ford. I'm yeah. just a sucker for a mm-hmm. good bass player. I mean, when you have oh, that God, low yeah. end, when you have that low end just taken care of, and, you know, organ players like the Greyhound, like the guy in the Greyhounds, Red Young, uh, Dane Farnsworth is another one. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you have those guys that can really hold the organ down, it's yeah you don't, yeah you don't really miss it as you said Zach it's a frequency another really great organ player who's really frustrating at this is Dave Share like, of course he is it's yeah. annoying it's just yeah. like dude he's great at everything he touches it's a, I mean <laughs> he's probably good at the mouth harp or whatever that wow 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 whatever that thing <laughs> is harp. he's probably good at it jaw harp there yeah. you go mouth harp probably. jaw harp we we were I think I've said this on here before too. It's like we wrote a song together, and I'm sitting there's like, man, I'm really hearing like a just a beautiful violin playing. He goes, oh yeah, 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 I'll get that done. And I was like, oh man, do you know someone who could who'll, who'll come in and do it? He goes, no, no, no I'll do it. Like what? Yeah, sounds like him, dude. You kind of wow. look like him, like right at fast glance, especially the way you're dressed right now. You kind of look like Dave Share. I will take that. <laughs> I'll take that. Because hopefully, it looks like I've got the talent. <laughs> oh no no, just the look. That's that's all oh, I was going gee, thanks. for. Thanks, Zach. Yeah, man. Okay, can I change yeah, the sorry, subject sorry, right quick? Sorry guys, I, w- I was just thinking of the organ player from The Simpsons at the church. She's pretty good too. Oh, <laughs> I when she plays in Garden of Eden. Yeah, when she plays in Garden of Eden, that was awesome. That was, that was a great one. In the Garden of Eden, baby. <laughs> okay, so I, I I have a confession. And uh, and on and, air, on air. Yeah, 
Okay, Absolutely. <laughs> so, so I, I I'd say Robin and I are pretty opposite as far as music taste goes. Um, no. I like a lot of the stuff that you like. You don't like a lot of the stuff that I like. Okay, we'll put it sure. that way. Because I, okay. I have my palette of music is so fucking wide. You can ask them; they're dealing with it right now. <laughs> so, so th- I apologize, guys. <laughs> so I, I, I don't, I don't want to put a percentage on this, but, but I, I mean, it's I, I'm not crazy about a lot of the stuff that that he sends me. So he sent me this this thing this morning in a in a group thread called Mr. Lennon. All right. Yeah. I have listened to the <laughs> album, the entire album, twice through today. Twice. Right awesome, man. Thank, Thank you. Okay. And and I, I'm just saying that because I just I don't it's, like a lot of new music. It's so good. It is awesome. <laughs> So what oh, is the you, story? Man. Who are these? Is it y'all? Who are these people? Mr. Linden is a dog. That's right, where we yeah. have to. That's where the whole story starts. <laughs> so the dog plays keys better than you do? Just, just or organ Mr. better than you <laughs> That's all you need to know. Mr. Dude, Linden it is 1970s, like, Bee Gees meets. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's yeah. Yacht Rock. Y- yes. No. Oh, yes. I loved no. it. Okay. I listened to it twice. So, I'm not going to say any more other than Mr. Linden is a dog. I'm going to let these two guys explain where the hell this whole thing came from because it's perfect timing that they get to come on right now because they just released this album mr linden and it is a masterpiece what was it like july 2nd you guys released it sorry to- yeah it just yeah. came out yeah so no it, it just came out it's actually been something andre myself and, a, and a, another uh, writer and player here in austin named dave madden um who we work with a lot we've been working on this for five years um it, it was just kind of born out of uh, we all liked working together, and actually, it was kind of born out of the frustrations you're feeling about modern music, right? I mean, uh, when Dre, when we first started getting together, it was like if the studio wasn't booked and Madden was available, we were like, let's just write a pop song. You know, we keep complaining about pop music so much. Let's just let's just make beats, and and uh, we were just messing around. And um, and the, the, actually, the original I remember finding the original session for this was called "Good Enough." Cause it was just like, oh, I'll just come up with like a bunch of ideas and, uh, and just finish them. And like, I, the goal was to like, let's just write and record two songs every time we get together. So like whenever like something wasn't booked at the studio and, uh, Dave Madden wasn't, uh, wasn't busy, like, all right, get over here and then let's just record today and we'll just do that. And that's how the whole thing. So it was just like, all right, let's get the idea of like trying to get two full ideas, write and record as much of them as we can. And every, every time we got together. I remember so it was called Good Enough, wasn't it? I think it was called. It was Good called. Enough. At one point, it, 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 we changed it to even worse because even we were worse, like, how do we worse. make? <laughs> yeah, how do we make yeah. better pop music? Well, we got to do even worse, you know. Yeah. And um, uh, we would try to write two songs a day, but then it might be four months until we could work on it again. And uh, we would say, oh well, yeah. well, this one, let's pick this one and flesh it out. It needs some keys. It needs some horns. It needs some strings. And we would just kind of keep compiling this stuff are the horns real put it out last summer yeah yeah Yeah, for the most part i mean there's all sorts of funny business all over it but there's a real horn section the the horn uh, section was something that really stood out to me i was like okay this is wonderful yeah right and those arrangements those horn arrangements dave madden's really brilliant at that he's a great arranger whether you know it was something he came up with in solitude or something one of us was humming he can you know translate that to the players uh and they just they play all the little black dots so I remember, the but, f- uh, it's, it's, yeah. I, I remember the first session y'all did. 
because Dave Madden put it up on Facebook Live and then like turned around at I one think point. It would, yeah. It was like, all right. I think we were the first thing to stream on. We were we just stuck the camera in the corner of the room and yeah. we're making beats and we yeah. were actually having people uh, to a ch- in the chat. We if we needed something. We would say, hey, send us. You know, you singing this or saying this or. Yeah. I don't think any of that stuff made the record, but um, I just remember that eventually you yeah. guys wanted tacos and Kevin flat brought you tacos. <laughs> that's, that's the thing that I really remember. <laughs> that yeah. might've led to the taco song. I don't remember. Yeah, There is a taco <laughs> song. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to say something and I hope that you know that this is the utmost compliment when I say what I'm about to say. Okay. I feel like what y'all could do with this is what steel Panther did for the eighties. Y'all could be the Steel Panther mm. of the 70s, you know? I'll totally take that. <laughs> I, yeah, that's, 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 that's very complimentary. So I I, I could see some well, really cool stuff. We clearly got the fro. <laughs> uh, we clearly weren't hiding any of the influences there, right? I mean, we, we, we really, it wasn't like, uh, we weren't shying away from asking and answering the question, what would Quincy Jones do? So it's like, well, you'd probably put these, you know, cowbells here and this there well let's do that you know like we're not gonna reinvent the wheel here we want to make good uh pop music and um that's what we did uh, well we made pop music anyway I'm, I'm happy with the response we've gotten so far it's funny and you know we didn't want to uh i it's really me i suppose i should take the blame for this i don't want to go out and do anything i don't want to play a show i don't want to have my picture taken i don't want to do anything so the uh the idea of having a mascot for the band um and so we didn't have to have our pictures taken <laughs> it turned oh, out man. to be the dog and, <laughs> gotcha. uh, you know so we made larry uh, my dog larry is uh is mr Lennon, and uh i'm seeing these stickers all over the place everyone's freaking out about the stickers with him in the glasses and it says stay cool uh on them and that's the name of the record is stay cool uh by Mr. Lin and it's up streaming everywhere. It's 30 minutes. It's just, it's like 28 minutes long. You can just put it on an exercise or you can, Maybe you know, that's go on why a drive. I love it. It's because it's so yeah. short. I hate long songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything's pretty short on it. We're just like, all right, pop, pop songs. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, dude. It, the point it breaks out, my heart know? that, that you don't want to, so you don't want to tour it or do it live. Like you just kind of want to gorillas it. Okay. Yeah, exactly right. That's kind of the, exactly that's kind of right. something we're kind of modeling after you know? a bit, you know. Yeah. Oh man, dude, because I'm telling y'all, y'all gor- could the gorillas tours. Okay, I'm just the, the point They're of like. Sh- well, sure, but I, as long as too, I don't have cool. to, I don't. As long as I don't have to go out and and and, and be out in front of well, anybody. I then just I, wanna... I hope you license it out to somebody because I think this could be a weekly residency. You know, kind of like Motown Mondays in Austin. I think people. Yeah. I, I just wanted to dance. You know, if I didn't have somewhere to be, oh, I would have right pulled on. over and danced. Oh, that cool. is one that's of the a, things that's that a, I. Very that complimented I, thing. Yeah, man, and one of the things that we I think is a way for us to interact with an audience with this is kind of do a Mr. Lennon installation, you know, like if we could get a club, um, and, and have Mr. Lennon come in and throw like a badass hour long party. Um, and maybe it's a, 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 in the, in the, uh, like danger mouse or daft punk, you know, maybe there's yeah. a, you know, a, a guy in a big, you know, uh, Mr. Lennon mascot, you know, helmet or something. And, uh, you know, uh, some, some party kids come out and hand stickers and drinks to everybody. And and we just pump the record for 30 minutes and, and throw this crazy party and then disappear. 
you know, and then just bolt out of the place. Well, I want to uh, audition to be Mr. Lennon because that is like my well, dream. Oh, no, no, no. Bill Murray. <laughs> Bill Murray is going to be Mr. Lennon, and he's going to pull. Oh, that'd Johnson be great. Tequila. Hey, hey. Yeah. Hell just, yeah. That just like that, that one moment where he, like, lifts the head up and, like, steals somebody's drink for a second <laughs> and just looks at him and is like, no one's going to believe you. <laughs> and, like, walks away. That's right. He would, and, and Bill would do that, wouldn't he? Yeah. Oh, my That's friend's got funny. a story yeah. with Bill Murray where he was in L.A., and they just went to an In-N-Out burger. And they're just sitting there eating, and Bill Murray just walked by, and like grabbed a fry from my a French fry from my friend's thing, and just looks at me, and goes, "No one's gonna believe you," and walks away. <laughs> that is great. No one's That's gonna awesome. believe you. Yeah, it's like, hey, you're right. No one's gonna believe you. Gar. Oh, uh, why uh, do I? Go ahead. Uh, David, is is that a Doctor Teeth in the Electric Mayhem shirt? Oh, it. It sure is. One of, one, yeah. of, one of our viewers. The greatest band of all time. One of I'll our viewers was just like, asked that. It's like, is that a Dr. T-shirt? If so, awesome. What was that, like yeah, episode three or sure something like that? No, it's the Muppets. No, episode like three or four. Remember we did the fictional band episode? Oh, yeah. We talked about Dr. Teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't uh, our on, top Robin. five. Uh, Sorry, it was a long time ago. I'm old. You see, episode... and, and I, I think they're they're fantastic. And, and I'll tell you this, that the, the, the um, one of the things that yes. frustrates me, 1990, baby, uh, about uh, like doing interviews and stuff as a musician, you, you read these interviews uh, of other musicians and they ask questions like, you know, who's your influences? Why do you do this? And it's always something really cool. Jimi Hendrix or Led Zeppelin. And anyone my age that answers like that, I call bullshit because no, it was Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Those were the first musicians we saw. Or... It was um, uh, in Back to the Future when Michael J. Fox hits that guitar yeah. chord and gets shot across the room. Yeah. That's when I wanted to start playing music. <clears throat> it wasn't when I heard Jimi Hendrix or John Coltrane or whatever the right answer is. The right answer is I used to love watching the Muppet Show Sunday on CBS. And then, but there were these other Muppets. There were these stoned Muppets. <laughs> and like, that's what I wanted to be. And, you know, 40 Muppet. years later, I, <laughs> I, am a, I am a stoned Muppet. I own a church. I turned it into a recording studio. I have a Volkswagen bus. I'm living the dream. Love it. I'll tell you what, you're a Bostonian is now coming out, just so you know. I'm hearing it the more you talk. I'm waking up a little bit. I've always, I've always heard, it's so funny because, like, of the two of them, because they're both from Boston. And, I'll, and I'm going to have them tell the story of how they got to Austin here in a second. But they're both from Boston. But if I met David on the street and started talking to him for a second, I'd immediately know he was a Bostonian. Just in his attitude, his just the way he carries himself, the way he talks. But Andre actually is the one that, when he talks, I can hear the accent every come out every once in a while. And you're, yeah. the, you're the one with the actual accent that I can hear. <laughs> until, you know, if we're if we're, you know at like a pool party or something and there's been some drinks or whatever i can hear david's accent then <laughs> so, uh, yeah. you guys will never guess what uh, movie i watched before i went to tampa the, the well if we're talking departed. about this it's, it's got to be the departed is it ted oh there you go <laughs> well now we know thank you <laughs> so how did y'all you you guys start you you started in boston and you brought your crazy, creative musical selves to Austin. How? Why? Like, what? Why here? 
I mean, for obvious reasons, Austin is amazing, but why, you know, going from Boston, yeah. why here? Well, um, you know, had uh, done New York a couple times and come home to lick my wounds. Nashville wasn't uh, all that attractive to me or either of us. Um, and at the time, I was dating a girl who had family in San Antonio, always wanted to go back to Texas. We had certainly kind of maxed out what we were doing on the South Shore of Massachusetts anyway. It was pretty clear that, uh, you know, change was afoot. And so uh, we came to Austin. I mean, Dre, we talked about it for four seconds or something. Yeah, I remember like, you were like, just asked, like, hey, I think I want to move the recording studio to, to Austin, Texas. What do you think, man? And I just said... I think I was smoking a cigarette. I was like, yeah, sure, man. That's cool. And that was ah, the yeah. extent of the conversation. I'm like, I've never been to Austin. Like, all right, cool. Let's go. Why not? You know? That's, yeah. That, that was literally said, the extent of the conversation about it. Like, to decide to go. You had been working there at the studio with me for a couple years, at least. I mean, yeah. maybe four yeah. or five. Yeah, and I, uh, I yeah. said, all right, well. I'm, I have yeah. no idea anymore. <laughs> what year did so this Andre, all go down? Andre said, sure. This is 2007 or 2008 when the conversation started. Okay. And Dre said, sure. So I said, all right, I'm going to Mexico. Uh, we were, we were in I high school at the time, Austin, Zach. And I spent about four months in Mexico, and Andre ran the studio while I was gone. And then uh, we had everything shipped down to Austin. And, uh, you know, I think the best thing that I ever did yeah uh it, it just uh and you know i've learned that over time when you're when i'm getting like you know thoughtful resistance i'm usually on to something you know there was not more than one person m many more than one person in my life said you're moving a studio to austin like you're bringing sand to the beach they don't need it you know like what are you doing and um 12 years later you know we're uh we're busier than ever where we sur we survived the pandemic and um just found a community of uh creatives here that have uh in many ways responded to the stuff that we do um that's beautiful yeah haven't had a real it feels, job it, it feels good 12 years <laughs> ah, it's been wonderful yeah. i'm jealous yeah oh, i hate that music is a real job man it is. <laughs> I, know. I know we joke about it, well, but uh, oh god, so we know. work harder than most people. But, but, we all work harder than most sure. people do. Other people sleep; it's, they have other things to do. We don't. <laughs> I okay. think the hardest part is how uh, how much effort goes in for how little the compensation is. But if you you know all you have to do is drive down the street and watch you know a couple guys you know putting in a driveway or you know framing a house to go yeah. We don't work. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's not work. We don't sleep. You know? We don't work. You know, uh, you know, making music in our air-conditioned studio is not pouring concrete. You know, sure, we should man. really enjoy it. We yeah, should enjoy yeah. it. Absolutely. <laughs> oh man. So wow. uh, we have a question in the chat for David and Andre. <clears throat> Excluding the Muppets, if you could rock out with any fictional rock star, who would you pick? Fictional rock star. Hmm. Jesus. I mean, uh, Josie from the Pussycat. She was cute. 
If you ever seen the Pussycats, they were great. They were cartoons, but... uh, If I only get one wish, I think I'll pick the lady. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jesus, I don't know. Who else was a great fictional... Well, there was Josie and the Pussycats. There was... uh, um, Gem and the Holograms. Why do I only know the girl bands? <laughs> Gem and uh, the Holograms. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. That's uh-huh, funny. uh-huh. Um, man, I don't know. Fictional. Do we have to play, like, live? <laughs> do we have to, yeah, like, go play like, a live show? Go I don't no, no, just, just to rock out with. Right? It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it just says just to rock out with. It doesn't say live or, or anything. I'm going with mm-hmm. Josie and the Pussycats, man. I'm going to... I want to hang out with those ladies and Not shake a tambourine. Josie and I remember the theme songs too, and the pussy cats. It was so great. Um, Long tails and ears say, for hats. <laughs> uh, I mean, Wild Stallion wouldn't be bad, you know. Oh, that's a good one. You know, that wouldn't that's, be bad. I was wearing my BX um, to each other shirt earlier today. Nice, way. right on. Did they finish making that new one yet? Yeah, it's, uh, out. it's great. It's awesome. And oh, guess what? Out? Zach Good. and Robin have not watched it. We haven't it's watched on it Hulu. Oh, wow. It's, it's yeah, on, on Hulu. Hulu really? Hey, but I haven't watching? seen the second one. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh Zach, wow. Zach, I, right, I gotta I hang the, up, guys. We'll see you later. I finally, uh, uh, I finally have the second one on DVD. <laughs> so when you want it, I'll send it to you. So. Bless. Yeah. DVD. Dude, I wanted to buy. So the yes, other day, DVD. I wanted to buy the final. <laughs> yeah, what is it seriously? David, have you not you? seen? Have you not seen my DVD collection? It's in the like four eighty p. Why would you watch anything on DVD? <laughs> hey, forty p is better than like forty i though. <laughs> I, I just don't. Okay, right over my DVD. Head. It is. Right. So hold on. So this should be like you guys got your answers. Zach, Robin. You know my we, answer. I don't even should, have to talk. I know. You, yeah. Is he cool? I eat loads of it, Mike. Loads of it, Mike. Yeah. Steel <laughs> Dragon, the greatest band of all time. I'm thinking, who do I pick? Brennan Fraser. That's awesome. Steve Buscemi or Adam Sandler? Uh, the I, the Lone Rangers. Yeah. There you go. I, there and, you go. By the way, Rangers. speaking of DVD, you can only get that movie on DVD or yeah. VHS, yeah. I'm sure, because I can't find it. <laughs> I've been Apple looking for it thing. everywhere. It, it, trust me. If anyone's looked for it, it's me. I also have a 1994 Lone Rangers tour shirt. So, <laughs> no way, really. <laughs> yeah. God bless you, 80s tees. If you want to sponsor us. Oh man. <laughs> Robin, I'm trying to think. Are you? Oh, you want me to? Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't. They're not. I know they're technically not a. They're technically they're not a band. They were just two guys singing the song. But don't I would absolutely. I would absolutely love to sing You've Lost That Love and Feeling with Maverick and Goose from Top Gun. I'd love to do that. That would be, that would be amazing. <laughs> it's a terrible answer, Ter- I know it's terrible. I, I just mean, love to do it. I think it'd be fun. Uh, it's, I'm canceling You could have literally done anything else. Like, that's not even like an answer. That's technically oh, an answer. Dude, you, you could have said Alvin and the Chipmunks, Robin, and that would have been a cooler answer. Would Alvin and the Chipmunks really be like your shirts off and playing volleyball? Yeah, I was going to say, you could have at least said, like, hey, Val- uh, Iceman and Tom Cruise, like, let's go. Yeah, yeah, I just think it'd be fun. Let's go. Somewhere Instead, out there. Instead, you're I like, hey, drinks. I want to be at the bar in a Navy suit or a, a With gun. a bunch of dudes. Yeah. <laughs> with shirts on. Okay. Really? I actually just thought of another one. Maybe Eddie and the Cruisers. Yes. Mm. There you go. Any of the cruises. There you go. That could be a fun I stand one. by my answer. 
I hope these guys shit on you all day at the during yeah. with their, the, oh, their studio dude. sessions. You just lost your production. Uh, yeah. um, you first like, off, Tosh, uh, no, it's... Top Gun does not suck. Back off. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, I never said Top we, Gun. Our, our, no, Tosh did in the Boston chat. She just put up Top Gun out. sucks, and I was like, you know yeah, what? Well, she's just jealous because Steve Stevens made a beautiful beautiful song i play it all the time Absolutely. whenever we whenever we steve stevens is awesome whenever we oh, plug man. the guitar in to like for me to play anything play. i just start playing the top gun thing dude you know yeah, 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 I was like, like dude is that top gun every time that's a li- that, like tomorrow before i go to the lightning game i'm gonna listen to the top gun anthem because yeah. it pumps me up because it's great yeah. And and huh. it, you've got Kenny Loggins' Danger Zone in the in the movie as well, so it's like Dude. it's a. I mean, Tom Cruise, whatever you think about him, he's got great soundtracks. Yeah, think Dude. about it. Well, Even Rock Days of, of Thunder is a good Days soundtrack. Days of Thunder, Days of Thunder, and then you got Jerry Maguire, like he's singing Free Fallen. Like, come on, Tom Cruise is a part of like a lot of good soundtracks. That's true. Dude, Highway to the Danger Zone. That song gets me going. Like, I want to listen to that before any first date. Like that, it just it gets me in the zone, man. Seriously. Is she in the car? Or when you, or, or when you do this, or is this song? No, no. That's on the way to pick pick them up. Okay. Maybe that's maybe that's the if thing. She's in the car. Yeah. That's why you're single, dude. Maybe that's the thing. Whenever you go to pick up the girl, you need to like when they walk out the door. That's the song you need to have playing, like with the windows rolled down. Highway to the danger zone. You just zone? need to have danger zone playing. No, no. You need to have Top Gun anthem going. And then she's like, oh, my God. Done. Sold. She'll <laughs> or just time after time. Or, or she'll just the get in the car. Soundtrack, and just... Take My Breath Away by Berlin. Uh, they, yeah, that's true. Yeah, she'll just get in right. the car and be like, so what the are we love doing? scene. Do you know why? she won't have anything to say because her breath will be taken away. <clears throat> Do you know why the love scene is shot more as a silhouette? Uh, like, the, the uh, um, it, they're kind of, you don't see them that well. They're all, like, silhouetted out, and it's in, like, a dark room. You know why they did that? Do you know? Because well, because know? the the uh, <laughs> I don't remember Just her. Say it. I don't like remember her name. I don't remember the actress's name, but she was uh, uh, Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it, uh, Gillis. Yeah, Kelly Gillis. She. Yeah. She had dyed her hair brunette for another movie that she was in, and then they had to go back and reshoot that scene, or add it in, or whatever they were uh, doing, and they had so they had to do it that way because her hair was didn't match the color anymore. So if you watch that scene, and there's a you can look at her hair and clearly tell that it's much darker than it is in the rest of the film. Oh, so. uh, I, that is, is that's true? what I was looking at when I watched that. Uh, yeah, scene. of course. Yeah. I, was, I was like, I thought you were blonde earlier. <laughs> I don't even Kelly know what McGillis. movie you're talking about. What movie are you Kelly talking McGillis. about? It's Top Gun. Yep. So, oh, okay. I, right. I gotta admit that there's a sexy scene in there. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but when Tom Cruise goes. No, this this should work in the girls' bathroom. I don't think you get away with that these days, but it's pretty sexy. Like if I was a girl, I'd be like, "Nice." <laughs> there you go. See, I, I of course you would catch that, but it, it's very subtle, you know. I never I never caught that. So I'm gonna have well, to go gonna watch that. I'm gonna have to go back and watch that. Robin's gonna rewatch this and go, "God damn it, TJ." Okay, You're, so this was such a wholesome movie. He's gonna text me, go, I yeah. get it now. I'm like, Robin, that's weird. It's 2 a.m. I mean, my entire, <laughs> my entire like view of the Navy for decades was the was like, okay, all they do is just fly planes and pay and play volleyball 
and sing, you know, you lost that love and feeling. That's it. That's not what it is. Abs. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and, and, and race and race jet planes on their motorcycle. Um, okay. Do so, we know if there was a if there was there a, a an increase in 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 recruitment after yes. a movie like Top Gun comes no, out? They actually oh, I, had. Oh, I'm sure they had recruitment booths at sure. the movie theaters because so many people were were yes. I was in the womb and wow. I was like, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. I've got a, one of my one of my best. <laughs> then friends I found out you had to cut your hair, and I was like, I'm not cutting my hair. One of my best friends joined the navy because of Top Gun. And was it anything like the movie? Yeah. Did they at least play volleyball? Yeah, you were saying yes, that today. What was it like? Yeah. He was like an accountant or something. He's he? a, a public affairs officer. So he's actually oh, like yeah, super right. important. Close but enough. yeah, it's just funny that he joined the Navy because of fucking Top Gun. <laughs> is it? Is it Dave? Yeah. I'll be dang. Yeah. Cool. What's up, Dave? If you're watching. Uh, hey, uh, he's somewhere in Virginia right now in boot camp. So. He's actually getting he, shipped out for once. So his his assignment has been stateside his whole career, and now he's actually being deployed. Oh, so, where's he going? Uh, I don't know specifically. Um, I need to call him and ask. So let me yeah. guess, not America. No, not America. Somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. Um, so I do have questions to get back to our guests on this. Um, <laughs> you uh, you lived you lived through the eighties. You actually remember, well, maybe remember the 80s. Yeah. Um, was there anything out of the 80s that was like, it's a two-part question. So was there anything out of the 80s that was insanely influential to you? Like when this came out, it just blew your mind. You're like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. And oh, it God, like, yeah. defined, you know, things for you. And then was there things out of the 80s that you were like, my God, I'm glad that this stayed in the 80s and did not go forward. <laughs> Like, this is terrible. Oh, tons of that stuff, man. I mean, like, it depends on, like, what era of the 80s we're talking about. I mean, I grew up being a... I had an older brother. So my first concert, and actually, the reason why I play guitar, if, we wanna, if we're going to go down this road, it's a go embarrassing down. road. Oh, no, it's not. My first... My brother um, used to take me to shows when I was a kid. I think my first show I went to, I was, like, 11 or 12, maybe. And, uh... I would go to like we were all hair metal bands, you know. We 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 go all the time. Like the so, best I, I've bands. got every, I've got every. I'm still probably. I mean, I've got like everything you can imagine on tape. Like all like kicks, you know. I've got on tape, you know. I've got like just ridiculously awesome bands. Um, kicks is awesome, by the way. But my yeah, they were badass. Um, I'm still a big Cinderella fan. Oh, Tom really? Kiefer, hell of a guitar player, underrated hey, guitar player, great musician all the way. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, but the first concert I went to was, uh, I was 12 years old. It was Poison Headlines. It was on the, uh, it wasn't a talk to me. It was just, it was right after Every Rose came out. Um, it was open Poison. Britney, yeah, I was opening up to uh, the, the second one. Poison, Britney um, Fox, and Lita Ford. Ooh. And Lita Ford came out on, on stage on a Harley. It was badass. It was unbelievable, man. It was so great. Great show. And actually, the reason why I started playing guitar when I was like 11 or 12 years old was, this is quite embarrassing, but the vi the day the video, of, um, the day Talk Dirty to Me came out and uh, the video for it came out. And CeCe DeVille is in that one scene where he's running backwards down the hallway and it's like all BC Riches just lined up on the thing. I was like, 
I want to do that. Like, I want to play guitar. And that's when I decided I was going to play guitar. <laughs> I got a guitar for Christmas the next year, that following year. There's nothing not amazing about that story. <laughs> I love Weird. Poison. I love CC DeVille. Yeah, me too. I know he gets a lot of crap, but uh, yeah. I think he's great. Yeah, and, he's awesome. That guitar pick right there, CC DeVille. Boom. Oh, no, nice. nice, man. Oh. Right on. I've got a Nikki Six and a CC DeVille guitar pick on my necklace. Oh, right on. I was a big crew fan. I saw the Girls Go Girls tour, you know? That was awesome. Unbelievable. Yeah. You know, I, in the 80s, I was uh, I'm, I'm quite a bit younger than Andre. So um, <laughs> I, yeah. I wasn't uh, I wasn't I wasn't at those shows, but I loved the pop music. Uh, I mean, when I was in the second and third grade, I was just constantly listening to the radio, um, loved all of that music. But then the hair metal music thing happened. And it was never really about the music for me. It was the girls with with yeah. that music i had an older brother too and like so all the older girls in the neighborhood like the high school girls the way they dressed those those acid washed jeans and the big hair mm. you know i was like geez how do i get to these girls and i you know i was just a little kid so i didn't know you know i just was like i know i know they have bras on i don't know how they work i want to see a bra you know <laughs> and uh and and uh, I know they're under there. I don't know what to do with them, but uh, what I just and, and all the all the music videos, you know, were in black and white, and they had these hot chicks in them. And so I went, you know, I went to to, to hair metal, uh, but I didn't really care for the music much. It was I loved watching the videos. For me, it was the '89, <laughs> the end of the '80s, when um, uh, uh, Fear of a Black Planet came out, the Public Enemy record. As a drummer, oh, yeah. just kind of like I felt like I heard interesting rhythm again. Um, Hells yeah! Man. I I was listening to a lot of jazz and kind of studying the drums, and uh, there was plenty of bad electric jazz in the late '80s, you know, to yep. to do that with. And um, and then I heard that Public Enemy record, "Fight the Power," and was like, "That's what I want my drums to sound like." Uh, yeah. And in hip hop, I became a total hip hop head for about five years. That's just yeah, man. Was listened to hip hop, which you know, on the South Shore of Massachusetts in 1989, um, it wasn't like it is today. Let's just put it that way. So, you know, uh, yeah, I got picked on a lot for listening to hip hop, and you know, when you when I visit home and go into those same neighborhoods, everybody's dressed hip hop now. You yeah, hip hop is. I was just, I was the only brown guy in like five towns. <laughs> <laughs> and you were yeah. listening to metal. <laughs> yeah, I was listening to metal. I was listening to hip hop too. Uh, yeah, but yeah. But uh, in terms of things that should stay in the '80s, I don't. I I mean, uh, leg warmers. I don't know. Every decade has its. Uh, no, dude. I think the know, right chick can has pull its overindulgent movement. They can, they can pull them off. Yeah. They're just. They're, I don't know. It's like just put on pants, man. <laughs> I don't know. All that stuff's hot to me because I was so young when I, you know, it was like I was so impressionable when I, you know, saw the. Uh, the, the leg warmers and leotards, it's just etched Heck into yeah, my dude. brain. <laughs> so I take it if you're a fan of the 80s, are, do, do, are you a fan of like animal print, red lipstick, leather jackets? Are these all things that you're okay with? Uh, stop. This is really getting, getting to me. <laughs> <laughs> now David's going to need to take five. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, 
and I grew up in a nice neighborhood and with a, you know, a, 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 as normal as any family can be. So, you know, anything trashy, of course, you know, you always want the opposite, right? So it's like, yeah. I would see these kind of trashy girls in these trashy music videos. And it's like, that's what I want trash in my, you know, <laughs> I want to wake uh, up on a pizza box like these guys, you know? I can't I believe that's considered trashy a, because out. that is, that is right to my heart, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. And then, like, well, then I kind of had that changeover of, like, like late 80s and then early 90s, but a lot of people don't think of it being, like, late 80s, but most of them started, like, bands like, you know, Sonic Youth, you know? Kid me when Sonic Youth, when Daydream Nation came out, you know, like, I was skating and stuff, and I was like, holy shit, this is amazing, you know? Like, I don't know what this is, you know? Or, uh, so I kind of did this kind of bit of transition. I'm a bit of an audiophile, so I've always just collected everything over the years. But, uh, you know, when Mudhoney's first album came out, come on, Mudhoney's badass, you know, like those kind of bands. Fugazi I was a big fan of, you know, uh, Minor Threat, that kind of stuff, too, in the late 80s. That stuff that people kind of really identify with the 90s, but early yeah. 90s, but they all started like it wasn't, was like 88, uh, you know. Wasn't Daydream Nation like 84? Didn't they do that Daydream way Nation, early? I think, was, I think Daydream, I they know, got together early. I think too. Daydream Nation was like 88, I want to say it was like 87 or 88 that Daydream Nation came out. I didn't I discover it until later, but that sent me down a path of, you know, uh, I uh, thought you yeah. were talking about like, distorted of the nation. Uh, October, 18th, October 18th, 1988. Hey, 88. Robin, way to go. You found Google. Don't, don't <laughs> question me. I'm Dr. Rock. No, I, <laughs> when you kept on saying something of the nation, I thought you were talking about youth of the nation. We are, we are. Oh, P.O.D.? Oh, no, no, no. Wrong, no, no. Wrong, wrong, wrong generation. Nation. No. Sonic Youth. Yeah. Sonic Youth, yeah. man. Thurston Moore. How to make a guitar and not sound like a guitar. Like, you're not good at playing guitar, make it into something else. You know, like, oh. and it was really interesting. It really opened up a lot of, kind of like, them and Fugazi for me opened up a lot of, like, different way to play guitars. I'm not some virtuoso. How do I make interesting music? without being an amazing guitar player it's like okay figure out how to use it as an instrument but it doesn't have to be a guitar it's almost like a drum it's almost like you know um with feedback and all those kinds of things of really kind of finding ways just to manipulate sound to make it just weird i like when things go left when you think it's going to go right a lot you know right on That's so thing. you must be a u2 fan I can't stand you. Nice. <laughs> oh, Bono, if you want to come uh, on, that's cool, but... People uh, have those... They should have stayed in the uh, fucking 80s, pardon my language. Uh, <laughs> no, you're good. Oh, I just don't like them. It's like my taste is different than other people's, but fuck hey, them. You, you said you like <laughs> making guitars sound like not a guitar, so, you know, put 100 well, effects he, on he's it. Talking, well, I, he's talking... He's talking like... like cool stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's talking like manipulation to a whole other level. The Edge just puts delay on. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. delay guitar sounds like guitar to me. So we still use the trick in the studio sometimes that, that came from watching one of these Sonic Youth making of videos or whatever. But um, uh, I will, will, you know, detune the guitar all the way until the strings are super loose and put a drumstick between the strings and the 12th fret. And then uh, you tune it back up to the either the key of the song or use ostrich tuning and just make every string the same note. But it's yeah. in the key of the song. And then, you know, you can get this this big chime out of it. And then if you push down on the strings, you get this warm, warm, this really wild, uh, surfy, 
a sound that you really can't get out of a guitar and, unless you go to such drastic measures. Um, and, you know, then you, you know, drop it from waist high and <laughs> that makes quite the sound too. Uh, you know, that was something that they, that those bands did was, was experimenting with, you know, what else could it do? Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. I love that about, yeah, you get a keyboard and the first thing you do is throw the manual out. Right. Well, I don't, let's see what, what else can it do? You know, yeah, I'm going to plug this into that and see what that goes. Like, yeah. oh, let's see what happens here. You know, like, <laughs> well, all right, cool. And I think that was one of the most beautiful things about the eighties is like the first time I ever heard Sonic youth, I literally got like my friend started playing it. I got up from where I was sitting, walked over to the, to the, to the jukebox thing, whatever he had. And I turned it off and I was like, no, and I walked. Oh, yeah. It was just so yeah. weird. And, Chaos. And but like that's what the '80s were. It's like you know you've had music for centuries, and then all of a sudden you know in the late you know '20s, '30s, and '40s you introduce these electric elements to things, and you know I think I believe it was in the '40s when you got. I'm probably wrong on this because every time I say something like this on the I'll podcast, I'm it, wrong. I'll, I'll call you out. Just say <laughs> it. Okay. I believe it was in, <laughs> yeah. the, was in the 40s when we got the electric bass and it like fucking changed everything. And then it became a staple in the music, in music in the 50s. And then when you get to the 80s, you've got this, you know, technology that everybody's just going, huh, what does this do? And like, you've got the synthesizers and, you know, you're getting digital. When Moogs and, came out. Yeah, Moogs, you know, Moogs. Moogs came it yeah. everything. But I still like, I feel like we're coming back to that because I feel like a, a lot of bands and artists are running out of ideas and they're, you know, yeah. they're buying these synthesizers and what does this do? So, so there's all, there are only 12 lot. notes. There are only 12 notes. There's only so much you can do with it. So what else can you do? You know, I have a theory about That's that. That's always my guess. So two things. One, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you've seen the new, newest, uh, a star is born, you remind me of Sam Elliott when he said there's, 12 notes that's it oh really it's just, yeah, right it's, a, it's just a matter of what you do with them i'll take a sam Elliott. sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. There, yeah, right I, I wish i could have his mustache and talk like him so maybe when i'm like oh, 75 or something voice. Like, oh man great movie go on <laughs> oh uh, second thing is is prince i was thinking about songs like the dude just used like oh, drum prince. tracks like there was like oh. no like i know i'm biased from like minnesota in theory but like dude like that's, i even talked like and i that. are big prince fans Prince is unreal. Yeah. Oh, so, was. Rest in peace. I have a theory about yeah, the reason we're coming back to all of this weirdness from the 80s and all that kind of stuff. It's because we started this podcast. Yes, yes. exactly. We're bringing it back. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just, I think the industry got so sterile in the sense of like the suits, the record company suits figured out like, okay, this, this sells a song. This is the formula, and they refined that formula so much that you get people like Luke Bryan. I mean, it's it's, and he's gonna there sell. There goes Luke Bryan off the podcast. And he, <laughs> I'm saying Luke Bryan is a person. Who, who's Luke Bryan? <laughs> but you get that that you know he's he's a created entity. That concept of like this is this is gonna sell, and so I think all that you know now that you have, um the freedom to just release whatever the hell you want to on the internet. And you'll most likely find fans throughout the whole world. Where are our fans, Robin? We've got them. They're, they're commenting. So, uh, 
Well, they're not in India because I don't think we're in India yet. That's true. Correct? No, we we're not we in India yet. We'll get there. Um, All right. But so you, you know, you've got access to literally everybody in the world now, and so anybody can create anything and get it out, and it gets to the world. And so mm-hmm. now all these people who are influenced by all of this stuff over all these previous decades can actually get their music out because there's no gatekeepers anymore. And so I think that's why we're seeing this massive influx of extremely weirdly, beautifully creative people because now everybody has access to everybody. Dude, I'm sorry. You said well, gatekeeper. And- I'm, I'm just all I can think of is Ghostbusters. I am the key master <laughs> the gatekeeper. Exactly. Three feet over. Um, uh, in that to that same to that same end, it's also what we have. We are in this extremely uh, fortunate situation we have been for a few years now that we have access to listen to every type of music that's ever been made. You can listen to the history of music. You can go through and cherry pick um, the parts of the things that you like, and then you kind of take them to get take them apart, put them together in your own kind of way. It's really hard to create a new genre. It's like hard to create new types of music. But what we can do in a really kind of cool way, play somebody like Beck or something like that is a really good example of who can do that well. Take a bunch of different like uh, blues guitar and then you mix that with uh, with beats, and then you've got like acoustic guitar on it too, and just all these different ways of like mixing organic and inorganic types of music, mixing them together to create something new. So, um, Sonic Youth was kind of like that to some degree, but like, uh, um, like Radiohead's a good example of that as well, you know, I think. Yeah. So we're lucky. You know, cherry pick everything. David, to use your catalog of music as an example here, um, you've got your album Waiting for Eldridge, which is a great album. And, it's this, but it's it's very, not but, and it's, you know, it's kind of, I, I don't want to say alt-country, but there's this kind of alt-country flair to it. Um, and then your next album, Time Bomb, is very petty-influenced, and the right, you know, the writing across all of your stuff is equally brilliant. But it was very interesting to hear Waiting for Eldridge and then hear, you know, Time Bomb, and then... Um, hear your new stuff that you've done, which I am blanking on the album title. Uh, you're sitting in a bathtub. New attitude. And then, and then the ugly people need haircuts. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, Robin, I'd like to say that I was under the impression that we were on in India and this is disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're on YouTube and YouTube's in India. We just don't have like uh, a week. Uh, hey, okay. hey, okay. we don't know I that just... for sure. Are you? Are you? Do you have friends in India? We don't know. You, I mean, YouTube. <laughs> you can access yeah. YouTube. I would assume. Yeah, the they ban country... stuff in different countries, though. So yeah, just be well, careful I'm with your assuming, words, bro. I'm assuming that YouTube is not accessed <laughs> in China. So. Okay. Well, now there goes China be on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> DJ, you're cracking me up, man. Uh, <laughs> I I did squeak out another record during at uh, uh, at the end of last year called New Attitude. Um, I, I had a I had a pretty creative pandemic myself. I did three episodes of a of a, a variety television show and put a record out. Um, but yeah, they're, I hope they're all different. I mean, um, and I think that Waiting for Eldridge is an alt country record and probably could have been entirely one, uh, but some of the production just you know we just put electronics on it, you know. But uh, yeah, I always want to uh, you know try something different. 
because I, I, I don't have the, I guess this is to the point of what we're talking about. I mean, I don't have the constraints of, uh, you know, a, a label making a demand or, or uh, a, such a large audience that, you know, well, I got to, you know, do this again. I better do, you know, waiting for Pedro or something. You know, I got to make another album that sounds the same. Uh, I don't have to. So why would I? Right. I mean, just and then it's it's a personal choice. It's my money. It's my record. If I'm if I lose my audience, then later, you know, got to find a new one. Well, you, you know, know what I mean? Like, like yeah. that's part of this thing that we're seeing that people yeah. have ability to. And you can make those conscious choices to not shoot towards the center of the bullseye because that's where everyone's trying to go. I'm going to go over here, way up over here. And there's a little conglomerate of people over there that turns out like this thing. Even if and you, we have even, direct access to them now. Even if you, if you, you know, pull back and fire your arrow and miss the target, you still hit something. The arrow yeah. lands somewhere. Yeah. And there's somebody over there, hopefully not in India because we can't get to them. But, <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> they, they, they uh, you know, they might just might, you know, listen to it. Well, yeah, and and I think that's the that's the sign to me, at least, of a true artist. It, it, like, let me rephrase that because you've got bands like Three Eleven, who, in my opinion, are true artists, but they've made the same album, you know, for twenty years, and it works for them. Like, that's their sound. They make that album, and it sounds really, really great. And then you have a band. You know, or let's do this. Then you have an artist right, like, Rod, hey, like Rod Robin, Stewart. Check this out. So, David, Andre, have you guys ever heard of the band called Honeymoon Suite? Honeymoon Suite. New girl, now. So. new girl Now? New Girl Now. I can't say I have. The lethal weapon. I got a the, new girl now. The theme to Lethal Weapon. a lot like you. They, they did the song Lethal Weapon for Lethal Weapon. <laughs> the movie. Oh, no. Oh, really? Robin had never Richard heard of Donner, it, and it changed his life when I showed it to him. Oh, do that album, The Big Picture? Oh, that's why you were telling me about that, oh my God. I think, yeah. And, I, and he's the, the, right they, had that, they had that 80s pop, so. you know, that pop hair metal sound, but he was a baritone voice. So I was like, finally, yeah. someone I can fucking sing. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. But, and they're from Canada, eh? Yeah. But to my, to my point, you have a band like 311 who's done the same thing for years and years. And then you have someone, take Rod Stewart, for example, who, I mean, like, had very, three very distinctive, like, different careers. Very, very you know, so. way different sounds and just kind of going all over the, the place. Love faces. Yeah. Dude, right. he's got Do you think one of my favorite songs. is the only yeah. song that matters by Rod Stewart? Which no, one? wrong. I'll disagree <laughs> with that. No, Which one? Do you think I'm sexy? Oh, uh, that was a great one. Yeah, Hot legs. Stay with me. Come on. It's the yeah. only one. Stay with me. Yeah. That's his is badass. That, is, is Stay With Me the one that if you actually like listen to the song, it's like, wow, this is actually a pretty rude song. Oh, it's about picking up a girl and kicking her out. Yeah. <laughs> the song's about like kicking her out in the morning. You know, like that's and very explicit very obviously they don't try to hide he didn't try to hide it at all. Yes. And man Stay with me. Yeah, yes. that's just about Dude, the whirly on that man, you know, that was that was Mac, man. That was you know, one of the one of the best keys players who who uh, moved yeah. to Austin for a long time, and he would play like free yeah. shows. Um, uh, Ian McLagan, um, he oh, would play right. free shows. Um, yeah, over at that club. Uh, yeah, we forget the name of the club. Yeah. What was it Lucky's Lucky Lounge? It's Lucky, Lucky Lounge. Lounge. Yeah. yeah, right um, next to the old Anton. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. He he would play like every like third 
uh, Thursday of the year of the month there, and he would just play free. He's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice, once wow. for um, faces and once for small faces. Can you wow. imagine, like, you oh. know, I guess I'll take another induction. Yeah, exactly, you know? Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Eric Clapton's in there three times or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. All stay with me. All will be in there four times. Looking forward to it. Uh, <laughs> stay with me is at the end of Wedding Crashers, and that song just puts the cherry on top of that movie. Oh, dude. That movie's epic. That's one of the best rock and roll songs ever. That movie's great. And I'm not going to lie. That's how I discovered that song. Oh yeah, hey, it doesn't matter where you find it. No. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's you look at look at what's happening today with 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 young people in TikTok. I mean, they're oh. discovering soul music and music from the 50s and music from the 70s and using it to tell their own little Absolutely. story. But it's like, it's as long as you hear it. Well, I, I said that, I'm sure I've said this on the podcast before, but man, like back in the day, like before, like. I listen to Poison all the time. People are like this music sucks, and then Rock of Love came out, and they're like, yeah. "Oh, I love, I love yeah. Poison. It's so awesome." Yeah, like, come on, no, mm-hmm. no. exactly. Okay. I didn't even yeah. want to play it for a minute. Like, yeah. I turned it off. I'm like, no, you don't deserve game this. Yeah, dude. Well, yeah. Y- y'all, d- did y'all see a couple of a, a couple of months ago? I, I guess probably five or six months ago. Uh, Rat uh, did that Geico commercial. I've got yes. a rat yeah. problem. Yep. And, well, and, yeah, and, and that put them on the, the charts for the first time yeah. because I don't think Round and Round, round ever made and it round. on the yeah. charts. But now hey, hey, Warren it is. Martini, great guitar player, by the way. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. He's good. He rest in peace, chops. Robin Crosby. Man, Warren D. Martini. Oof. It, it was funny. When that Geico commercial came out, I was <laughs> I told my girlfriend, I'm like, dude, I remember when the that video came out. I remember seeing that on Headbangers Ball when that video came out for was Round and Round. Was like, that's like the oh, my God. party and stuff? Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. I was like, I remember when that video came out, man. And she's just like, oh, my God. Like, I was Dude, really, videos I was were much everything. younger. <laughs> well, when, when, yeah. when my household got MTV, it was such yeah, a man. big deal to me. Like, I, oh, yeah. I don't know what to compare it to nowadays. Maybe somebody getting TikTok. But it was like, I wanted to get back to MTV. You know, whatever was I was doing, if I had to be at school or basketball, the real goal was to get back to MTV. And, you know, I, all the videos, all those uh, early uh, hair metal uh, videos were all in black and white. And I remember my dad would walk by and see this and he would get so mad that the television was in black and white because like we're paying for cable. Why is everything in black? And white? Like that was his yeah, all the power balance. All the, the power balance were black and white. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. all, every power balance. Like uh, white lion. Shit like oh, that, yeah. don't bring you that know, like. <laughs> right on. TJ, are you a White Lion fan? No. Why does this come up on every podcast? Yeah. yeah right. Okay, raise your hand up if you have a White Lion tattoo. Okay, just nice. Nice. Really? Nice work, Jesus. man. Here we go again. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. Oh, dude, that's awesome. That is badass. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, side note before I get sidetracked. Do you think, not for you or Zach or Robin, but for our guests, do you think life would be better with roller skating, like roller skating rinks back and Blockbuster or worse? Ooh. Look at, Andre, no, look would at, you like to look at, look at that yeah, deep so thought? I'll, look I'll, at I'll that take deep. this. Um, roller skating rinks are still around. 
and you know I, this is actually a good question for me because my uh, my girlfriend is a former Texas roller girl, and she plays in like some like kind of like retiree leagues nowadays. You know, um, she's a bad motherfucker. I'm very I'm afraid of her. She's incredibly awesome, but I'm very afraid of her. Wait, is she a derby girl? <laughs> yeah, roller, roller derby. Yeah. Oh, what was her, what was her name? Terrified. I'd be terrified. Was I can it, see why it, you're locked oh, in yeah. that room right now. Wasn't her name oh, yeah. Kitty Carnage? Wasn't her name Kitty Carnage? Kitty Carnage, yeah. That yeah. was her derby name. Kidney? She's or played Kitty? The, uh, Kitty. 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 Okay. Actually, well, cute, but aggressive. Uh, what is it? This, this one's my shirt. It says, My man, she's got, got claws. claws. <laughs> she can probably whip all of our asses, but oh, yeah. very much so. I can vouch for that yeah. wholeheartedly. <laughs> <laughs> I, can I, do it I guess TJ. Well, yeah, why is what? What is the connection between Blockbuster and the roller rink? Do you mean I'm just, in I'm a sense of like, like the nineties? Like I grew up in the nineties, and yeah, like life was awesome. You go to like yeah. you like call Blockbuster and be like, "Hey, is Mario Party available?" And they'd be like, <laughs> "Yeah, it is. You better That's get awesome. here in the next ten minutes." I'm like, "Hell yeah, <laughs> I'm there." Oh <laughs> my god. Right, but wouldn't you say That's now awesome. is better because you have that thought and you can open a device and download it in moments and have it forever? Yes and no. You know? That's the problem. I think that's where we get too attached. I'm not going to get too deep. Yeah. I'm just, that's the, the quick No, question. no, I, I, think, I, I, think, I think now is better. I think now is better because uh, uh, I don't have to go to Blockbuster. Uh, I'm not handling a, uh, a DVD that's been in someone else's house that's so disgusting. And uh, uh, I can just anything I think of, I can make this magic box that I'm speaking into right now do. And uh, I can't wait until there's more of it. I welcome our robot overlords. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to the things that hopefully I'll get to see by the end of my life of, of how little hopefully humans will be doing. And we'll have our robots doing it all for us. Hell yes. I like that. I, I do kind of wish like tomorrow, like I, I want to get a call from Blockbuster like, sir, your movie's overdue. That'll be $5. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, hell yeah. That's fine. I'll give you $5. Did, did, I, I worked at a video studio. Yeah. Anyone else work at a video studio? I got studio? Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. Dude, Howard the Duck whales. With Leah Thompson? She was a fuck. <laughs> yeah. Hey, okay. Okay. Let's reevaluate the question we asked earlier. Who you'd hang out with, rock out with, probably Leah Thompson from Cherry Bomb. Probably. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Oh, just in, just know, in case she liked you or something like go. that. Okay. The bass player in that band is Dominic okay. Dawes, uh, okay. who's in town and play with the Blue Bonnets. And uh, she's the one of the girls in that band uh, playing yeah. with Howard and Leah. There you go. I don't know why. It just came into my brain, guys. I'm sorry. I didn't know. We like that. <laughs> that's, 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 this this show is is uh you know got a little bit of ADD to it. So a little bit. Uh, before I forget to Andre, how did you come up with the name Doctor Rock, or how did you establish yourself as Doctor Rock? Okay. Awesome um. Oh, cool. Um. Actually, it's um, it's a title of a Ween song. You guys ever listen to Ween? The name. That's a hard no. The name's familiar. No, that's a no. That's a no. I, I'm I'm gonna yeah. check. Mom, the name is a title. We were, a Halloween song. Uh, yeah. The three of us were born in 1989. There you go. Do with that what you want. Oh, check okay. out chocolate and, and believe it or not, I'm the oldest. Chocolate and cheese. Chocolate, chocolate an album and called Chocolate and Cheese by Ween. Okay. Uh, Chris Shaw produced and, 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 and recorded. It's unbelievable. Uh, really strange, really awesome stuff. They do a better version, which they do just random stuff. It's all over the map. Uh, their first album was called The Pod. And... Uh, they, it was all about, um, 
a Scotch guard. They made a Scotch guard bong out of a gas mask. Um, interesting cats. Um, but uh, we used to have a David and I used to have like a podcast radio show, and uh, that was just my name. I don't even know how it came about, just because I'm a ridiculous um, collector and, and nerd for uh, music history trivia and stuff like that, probably. But we you should be Robin. Yeah. You know what? He can, name, <laughs> he can name every Van Halen album except yeah. 1985. Oh, wait. Is that the right title, Robin? <laughs> is, it, is it 84? I'm not sure. I just want you to make sure that you're seeing this in the camera right now. <laughs> That's great. Actually, it's your screen is blank right now. I think your camera battery died. All right, go on. Sorry. Must be uh, but uh, also, Ween did an amazing cover, and and I dare I say, I'm a big Van Halen fan. Dare I say, better version of uh, Hot for Teacher. It okay, those are fighting words, but no, I will go and listen to it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, this I'm is why you have the doctor I'm... on. <laughs> I'm going to wait for the text messages after this. It's like, he is such a liar. This is you. terrible. I'm a, a huge Van Halen fan. Um, you know, more more David Lee Roth than, uh, although 5150 was cool. And uh, Man, but. Live Without a Net, that DVD. DVD Dude, I, I've got that on tape, yeah. It's a great show. Michael Anthony was it? Was it? Oh. solo. The Jack bass, the yeah, Jack, Daniel the Jack bass. Bass. drinking Jack. Like, what could be cooler? Chug a Jack. Yep. that was awesome, man. I remember, like, I'll, I'll always, I had that on tape somewhere still, like on, on VHS tape. I remember taping that off like HBO or something when it was on it, and uh, or MTV. But it was, I remember, it was in, it was in New Haven, New Haven, Connecticut. Yeah, remember them going New Haven. We're reading this New Haven, Connecticut. You know, it was ridiculous. Yeah, so this, is I, this has come up on the I'm podcast. From Stubbs, before. by the way, Stubbs in Austin. Oh yeah. Um, I forgot what I was saying because Zach cut me off. What are you listening uh, to, Ween, uh, right now? Van Halen. Yeah. Because oh, are you listening to Ween? Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> oh all right, now I remember. So, uh, back in 2008, throwback, right? Uh, there was a Virgin like record store in Disney yeah. World. When I worked there, and my buddy and I, every Friday, like, we made minimum wage at Disney, whatever, and we'd go buy, like, a concert DVD every week, and one was live without a net. Nice. That's awesome. Right I, I think I think I have Europe in, like, 1986 live, like, Final Countdown. <laughs> no way, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <awesome>. wow. <laughs> Europe's first album. The only one they needed. Yeah. Does anyone know the name of... The it was the follow up video. It was on the on the second album. What was the name of the song? Oh, Cherokee, Cherokee. Cherokee. Oh, that's right, Cherokee. Cherokee. Walking on the trail of tears. Cherokee. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Jesus. And, and yeah. David Andre has a new nickname, doesn't he? One that you absolutely love. Rock detention. <laughs> yeah. On my screen. There's there's a. Uh, uh, the news reporter, for, uh, the music reporter for the Austin American Statesman, our uh, local newspaper, uh, last Friday referred to Andre as, quote, Studio Ace. 
and um, I'm, a, I'm a studio ace, you know. We haven't heard the end of it, and I, I need to send him a note yeah. to say how terrible, how <laughs> angry I am that he would say such a nice thing about Andre. <laughs> uh, I just, yeah, I don't dick. like it. I, I think most of the attention and affection should be focused on me, quite frankly. Well, <laughs> I love it. It's Dude, great. great. Anytime, guy. like anybody says anything, I'm like, hey, I'm a studio ace. Just take it easy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so and Robin has a new nickname too. Go, go Robin oh. has a new nickname. What is it? His nickname is Goat Cheese. It's God, Goat Cheese. No. Goat Cheese. That's right. We I love goat, goat Cheese. Like on a Ritz cracker yeah. and maybe some like yeah. jalapeno oh, God, jam. Yeah. Have you ever so had you a Weissenberger? That's, that's his. That's his radio name is Goat Cheese. So like from now yeah. on, great. Just refer to him as Goat thanks, Cheese. Thanks for telling them because now hey. now it'll never go away. Hey, the next thing Zach TJ and the Goat Cheese. Yeah. Hey, Robin, it's better than Toe Cheese. It's true. Okay, fair enough. It's better than toe cheese. I got it. Yeah. yeah. So you okay. got to pick one or the other because that's the only two I'm giving you. That's pretty good. Life is good. No, My work here is done. Podcast. This is what you guys do. No, apparently, <laughs> we've done it 40 times. I told I guess. you. Hey, and no one, will, no one will take this away from you guys. You will never not be the 40th guest. You're the 40th oh, episode. Cool. Well, hey, you're we're the modest. 40th. The 40th episode and the 30th guest. And so, Robin actually told us well, when we first started, said, if we make it 40 episodes, I'm going to buy T-shirts for whoever's on the 40th podcast. Hey, um, all right. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, I, I, like I, I was on, I was detained. I just want mine to say goat cheese. Yes. Goat cheese. Goat cheese. Yeah. I ate goat cheese Andre, on that's Rock what Detention. Gonna, I'm going to get you a personalized shirt that says, I was on Rock Detention and all I got was this goat cheese. That's it. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Yum. That's terrific. <laughs> well, I'll be down. I think we are we are arriving to the end of this lovely conversation. Oh, Robin wants to kill evening. it. He's the he's a party pooper. <laughs> well, thanks for having us on, guys. Dude, well, thanks we're for gonna being have, here. we're gonna have to have y'all back. Yeah. Um, we're gonna have to have y'all back because yeah. I love having people who not only lived through the generation with which inspired us to start this podcast, but still make music that was inspired through that generation. And, right on. Um, so it's always, Hell always yeah, a man. pleasure. And it was, this appreciate was, it. This was yeah, man. so much fun to have you all on it's here. Really, thank you, Robin. It's really yeah. nice to meet you guys too. Absolutely. Uh, Zach and, and TJ, TJ, I got a nephew in, in Tampa, so I'm going to visit there someday and I'm going to hit you up. Hey, I'm well, buy you I, 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 I'm, I'm okay with that. I'll buy you a beer, too, and then we'll just keep going all night and see what happens. Uh, <laughs> and, and, TJ, you'll have to fly well, I figured it would happen. Hey, if you guys want, game five tomorrow, I'll, so, I'll be here. So, uh, so TJ, TJ lives in Minneapolis. He's down in Tampa. Oh, well. But we'll, well, we'll, when you're in Tampa, because I've never been to Tampa. So if you're well, going now, to Tampa, when I'm let's in go Minneapolis, to Tampa. We'll... Let's, let's all go to Tampa. <laughs> Well, let's figure out where I am first, and then yeah. we'll, we'll buy does each other. The show, does the show have the budget to, to move us all somewhere? <laughs> that's, that's well, we're the, getting there. 40 episodes of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, well, you know, that just in, made me think we need to make a new social media thing for TJ. Like, where in the U.S. is TJ? Hey, by the way, I think yeah. this is the 40th different shirt I've worn on the podcast, and I think I'm the first on this podcast to do it in three different locations. Nice. Yeah. TJ, that's well done. Well done. Yeah. That's that's I've dedication. Got right there. It's commitment. 
That's commitment. dedication right there. Because Robin and Zach have done it in two different locations. I had to up the bar. Nice. Righteous. Thank you, guys. And thank you for listening to Mr. Lennon. Yeah, absolutely. Man, that was that was guys go good lord what is that noise uh oh it's me <laughs> it's a guitar uh, i think everybody definitely go check out mr linen uh especially if you're in for some disco vibes uh i i are y'all familiar with an austin band called uh yachty alex chod does that ring a bell no no he does kind of the same vibes uh anyway but yes go check out mr linen guys it was an absolute pleasure meeting y'all had a blast hanging hey, thank man. you for thank being you here thank you for having us for, for all of those who tuned in, thank you all for being here. Uh, we got a guest every uh, week this month, so come and hang. I love you. God bless you. Have a great week. Mr. TJ. Yeah, uh, staying committed, doing it from a hotel room in Tampa. It, it, hurricane and all, whatever, I guess. It is what it is. Thank you guys for hanging out. You guys are awesome. Um, can't wait for beers in person. Uh, love you guys. Subscribe to the whatever stuff that we talk about. And over to you, Robin. Guys, thank you so much for... Well, there goes David. Uh, oh. <laughs> guys, thank you so much for coming on. We're, we have a big Skype... Like, on the on the YouTube thing, it just it, there's a big Skype logo now. Um, <laughs> Thanks, David. So, was fun. Uh, so... Oh, there he is. Oh, and he's back. Okay. Yeah, you just <laughs> stay on the whole time. Just smile and look at us. Uh, I, I thought we were done. I'm, I'm sorry. No. I didn't know if, like, you had a graphic yeah. that was... Crazy. He obviously yeah. has never watched a full episode. No. Yeah. Uh, we've listened fully to his album. Clearly, he's never watched a full episode of ours. It's okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we are... Hey, before we, I forget, where, where does Space Kung Fu come from? Oh, yeah. Um, We just uh, were hanging around, and, and I don't even know. I think we might have had a few drinks. We wanted I think to, tequila. We wanted tequila. To do some, hey, yeah. I love tequila. <laughs> we wanted to do something from outer space, and uh, there was, uh, there was a couple magazines hanging around from like the planetary group or something. There was some planetary magazine, and we were taking lines out of that. And we wanted to say, you know, we're in outer space, and we come across these aliens, and we were like, oh, well, you know, uh, somebody said like, uh, what do you, what would you think if you were in outer space and you saw this alien ship come up? And we said, well, I hope they don't know kung fu. And uh, we decided to, uh, you know, lean into that and make it about the, uh, you're not worried about the fact that they're aliens. You're worried about they may know Kung Fu. Yeah, like, it's, uh, like that's the worst thing that could happen. I don't even know, like, like probably other bad things could probably happen. I've seen alien movies. Uh, a Kung bunch Fu of Bruce, yeah. Lee, Bruce Lee ETs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. With his little flipper feet kicking yeah. like that. That'd be great. Well... <laughs> Yeah. Go check out Mr. Lennon. It is, so far in my opinion, one of the best albums to come out in 2021. It's the album of the summer. So go listen Bye. to it. Go check them out. You can find both Andre and David on uh, the social medias, uh, specifically under Instagram. They're under Same Sky Productions. Uh, go follow them. They're always up to something. Uh, I live next door to the studio, so they're always up to something. Trust me. Um and uh, please follow us on social medias and, and, and all the things that you do. And yes, for those of you wondering, those are fully automatic Nerf guns in the corner. Um, and uh, on that note, class dismiss. <laughs>
next murder to me. I will tell you when it's done. Is this thing still on? We're good.